episode of Mike Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV <clears throat> from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. We definitely appreciate uh, the people. I know that our listeners love it. I, I saw on Facebook yesterday that Matt put a picture of the three of us on there and said, caption it, and our great guy, Andrew Magnuson, captioned it with the ad read. I, I'm sure that people love it. I think most people probably have it memorized by That's now. what I was wondering as you were reading it this time was, I wonder how many people just say it word for word with you as uh-huh. you're listening. It's a pretty good one. Which is pretty impressive if they are. It's I mean, the year's coming to an end, though. If you haven't rediscovered the outdoors yet, maybe you do so in 2022. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope that 2021 was the year that you rediscovered the outdoors. Definitely go to Mid-America RV, check them out. Uh, I know that they do a great job of storing our tailgate bus. Mm-hmm. I guess is what we call yeah, it. Yeah, it's not a van. That's, that's a big old bu- the it, it's a bus. bus is what I think we uh, had officially named it. And it will be out and about for the first time ever, making its debut this yes, Saturday sir. at Pitt State. We will be there around uh, 10 a.m. in the student parking lot. You can find us there at Pitt State. We will have free food, hot dogs, and free beverages is what we've been it's told good, to say. a good way to word it. Adult it, beverages will be yeah, available. What, what kind of beverage goes best with a tailgate on a cold Saturday morning in November? I'll let you figure that one out there. But we will be out there tailgating, having a great time. Last night we had the Chiefs and Giants game. I said yesterday this was a lose-lose for the Chiefs, no matter what happened. And they do come away with the W, but I also feel like they lost. Like, there's moral victories. <laughs> yeah. This was a moral loss because they squeak out a win against the Giants. Yeah, and I mean, I saw, uh, like, just before we hopped on, like, a clip from their locker room speech, and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are both like, hey, come into this next week with the same focus we did here, you know, redialed in. We got a bigger game this next week. It's a shorter week. Let's be ready to go. And it was like, you had to come in uber-focused against the fucking Giants, Uh which I get because you just got walloped by the Tennessee Titans. But now it's just a fact of – you look at this game against the Titans or against the Giants, excuse me, and it just still like nothing clicked. I don't understand why this offense has completely lost its downfield attack. And I know people are gonna be like, oh, the you know, the two cover high safeties, da 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 da. It doesn't matter. Teams haven't been able to stop them doing that in the past. Yeah, you it's can run a, cover two beaters. Exactly. Especially with the athletes that you have. Well, and apparently not anymore. And last night was just such a total check down game for Patrick Mahomes. And I saw people, like, start to complain about it, like, throughout the game. And it was like, hey, on we the can't line? have – People on the line? Yes, on the old Twitter sphere. We can't have the best of both worlds. Like, this dude has been trying to chuck the ball down the field to make too much happen. And what's happened? Interceptions. Now he's chucking the ball down the field. They're marching all the way down into the red zone. And then we're just going to have a ball bounce off the face mask of a running back and just go 20 yards in the air. And, of course, the Giants come down with it. It's just one of these deals, like you said, it was a lose-lose situation for them. If you lose the game, the sky is falling. You win this game, barely. People are now worried about the next three games you got, Packers, Raiders, and Cowboys. Yikers. And I did see, I don't know if it was during the broadcast or not last night, 
but somebody was talking about that the Chiefs have the toughest remaining schedule in all of football. Yeah. And, I mean, you mentioned those teams right there. Nobody that they played in the rest of the season has a losing record right now. Yeah, Packers, Raiders, Cowboys, all looking very good. I, the Packers and the Cowboys look like two of the best teams in all of football. Yeah. Especially on the NFC side of things. So, it is going to be tough. It's just It sucks. Uh, both of us are Chiefs fans. It, it sucks to be in a situation where you're playing the Giants close. And I mean that no disrespect to the Giants or the Giants fans. They should. This should be a blowout victory. I mean, especially with the injuries that they're dealing with. I mean, Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony goes down in the second half with a you know a left hand injury because his face mat, like the yeah. way he was tackled, he landed on his own hand. Yeah, granted, he does come back into the end of the game mm-hmm. there for that last drive, but it doesn't matter. But right. honestly, no Andrew Thomas, no Saquon Barkley. Exactly. That last drive for the Giants irritated me the most about this Chiefs defense because where in the hell was that at the entire game? That like. They got after Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. They sacked him twice. They almost had an interception. Yeah, uh, and it's Frank just Clark like finally shows up, and then I think he re-injured his hamstring. Yeah, I I know. I was I was talking to you earlier before we recorded. Neither one of us watched the Manning telecast. Yeah, last I night. didn't want to be too distracted by uh, anything else. It, well, it, I started with the Manning cast, but it was like uh, okay, I I really want to hear what's going on in the game. Mm-hmm. Like I even like um, the guests that they had on last night, but it's like I I want to see the game. So I watched. Uh, the main broadcast, and even as, like, Frank Clark gets that sack and they're talking about, like, oh, man, he's finally back, he's healthy, he's limping on the sideline. Yep. And it is. It's tough to see. I mean, I when you look at it, I mean, he gets the sack, so it looks good in the stat department. I'm like, oh, my God, he finally did something. Mm-hmm. I thought he was pretty absent for three and a half quarters. Uh, and then comes up with a big play at a big at a big time. So I think a lot of people will look at that and be like, oh, this is why we pay him. It'd be pretty nice to have that for three and a half quarters, too, and not just at the end of the fourth. Yeah, and now they make a trade for Melvin Ingram from the Pittsburgh Steelers for mm-hmm. a six-round draft pick, which is good. I mean, it's not like I'm not thrilled about it. I'm not like, oh, this is such a, a game-changer, unless yeah, he can just we'll get after happens. the quarterback an entire game. Like, the right. Chiefs haven't had that in years. And yeah, I say with, that, like, even with Frank Clark, mm-hmm. even with Chris Jones on the interior – it's just in spurts. It's not consistently Clark, getting it, after the passer. I agree with you. It feels like he picks those opportunities to where he's going to play hard. It's not every day. And that's a knock on Jadeveon Clowney uh-huh. when we talk about him. I was like, ah, he just it's every other play for him. Uh huh. Yeah, if it's third and long, okay, now he's ready to go. Yeah. And you can see it on some of those running attempts. Uh, there was a play last night where the Giants hit a big – I don't remember if it was a big run or a big completion – and it looked like it was going to come back for a flag. And you can just see the defense just, like, jogging to the ball carrier. And then they throw the flag, and it's like, oh, okay, well, it's probably a hold or something like that. Nope, it wasn't. It was illegal hands to the face on the quarterback, I believe. But it's oh, there's yeah. a lot that needs to be fixed on that defense. And I, I think a lot of people will look at a guy like Frank Clark, and I have been very open about the fact that I do not like him. I wish he was not a Kansas City Chief. So maybe it's a little bit of my bias, too, but. You're paying him as one of the top edge rushers in the league. You got to do it more than once a yeah. game. I mean, even like the stats, it's whatever. But I mean, he didn't make an impact on Daniel Jones much at all. Uh, I thought Chris Jones did a pretty good job. He comes up with a late sack too. Do you but know where still, he got it from? Playing on the interior. Oh, I was like, what do you mean where he got it from? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like they put him on the interior, he stuffs a run play. Literally the next mm-hmm. down, they put him back outside. And what happens? They get a first down. And it's like, stop putting him on the outside. 
He's not an outside pass rusher. And with Melvin Ingram added to the defensive line, probably going to see more Chris Jones on the interior, I would assume. Yeah. I did think the, the young linebackers for the Chiefs looked really good last night, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard him talking about it during the broadcast that – uh, Nick Bolton had the yellow sticker on his helmet, meaning he was the guy calling the plays. I think that's huge. I love and, it. I mean, did you say yellow? I think I did say yellow, but it's green. Okay, I was about to say, ooh, you colorblind too. <laughs> <laughs> nope, uh, the green sticker on his helmet, signifying that he's the guy getting the play calls. And I think that's that's a great move, keeping him on the field. There, I mean, there are still a lot of questions, why is Ben Neiman playing? Mm-hmm. But Willie Gay did step up and have a uh, – a couple of really good plays last night. I actually had a buddy who was at the game, and one of the drives for the Giants, Willie Gay had played majority of the drive on defense and had some good play, had some good tackles. But they get into the red zone, mm-hmm. and I think it was third down in the red zone for the Giants, and they took Willie Gay off the field, and Ben Neiman came in for him. And he said that Willie Gay was visibly upset that he was taken out of the – like taken off the field. Yeah. I, I can so see it's why. Like, <laughs> if a player's upset and the fan base is upset, Spagnola's just like, "Don't worry, guys." Yeah, Evan Ingram touched. Get down. a get a veteran in there. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me, especially if you're struggling. Like mix things up, but it it it's bittersweet. I mean, I know the Chiefs get the W, but I don't feel better about it. No, the only optimism I can really look at it with this with this game and this win is hey. The turnovers that we had, this was Travis Kelsey's first turnover of the season with the fumble. And then Patrick Mahomes' interception, we can all look at and go, well, you hit a player right in the face mask. That's on him. But everything else on offense was kind of going pretty well. They were able to move the ball down the field easily at times. A little bit more of a running attack. Derek Gore looked great in the first half. Mm -hmm. Second half, they completely forgot about him. We're, I'll tell you what we're not about to do. We're not about to be the Denver Broncos where we have a running game going and we go away from it to be a passing team or vice versa. Find the balance. That is something they're still struggling with. Hopefully they did this week and they can kind of look at it, go back to the tape and go, awesome, let's stick with this and keep moving until we suck everyone back inside and then we can hem over the top. Yeah, hopefully. But uh, like I said, it, it is kind of it's bittersweet. To, if you're a Chiefs fan, I mean, if you're not a Chiefs fan, I know that we have a lot of listeners who probably aren't. Probably feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> they, yeah. the, once again, they didn't look good. Uh, but there uh, other news, too. I don't know if you saw this one over the weekend, kind of sticking with the Chiefs, but taking it at a different angle. A lot of the Chiefs players, uh, two in particular, Anthony Hitchens and Tyron Matthew, going after people on social media. And we didn't talk about it yesterday, but it, this is something that really annoys me, even when it's guys on the team that I root for. Stop searching your name and and getting so upset about, like, people criticizing your play. Uh, I'm sorry. You're in the NFL. Like, it's one thing if you have members of the fan base. I don't think anybody in the media would ever do it. But if they're, like, personally attacking your family, like, even to keep it with the Chiefs, like, what happens with Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Matthews and people just being downright rude and disrespectful to them? I've never seen Patrick Mahomes get on Twitter and just start like, oh, this fan base fucking sucks. They yeah. don't respect us. Instead, you see guys like Anthony Hitchens and Tyron Matthew trying to talk about like, oh, this this fan base doesn't respect us. We gave them a Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. That That's cool. It's awesome. Still need to fix things. Yeah, I mean, you, they set a standard for what mm-hmm. this fan base is I'm to expect. I'm sorry you were too good. Yeah, sorry you set the expectations high and now can't live up to it because you got yourself a Super Bowl. 
Mm-hmm. This equals exactly what you and Matt said all last season, and I tried to argue because I didn't want to believe it. They're <laughs> complacent. They won a fucking Super Bowl. They're done. I think they Anthony still Hitchens, look complacent. I like the dude. Was very excited when they made that trade to sign him or whatnot when Brett Beach immediately became the general manager. The dude was leading the NFL in sacks. Like That's when I had just started writing in the NFL, and I was like, what are some free agents the Chiefs could pursue? I had Anthony Hitchens as one of those guys because he led the league in tackles and didn't have a single one missed. Comes to Kansas City, now he decides to start missing tackles. But he's one of those guys that was always making an impact play when you needed it, even in terms of like interceptions or, excuse me, batting down passes, getting to the quarterback at times on a blitz, or just stuffing the run. Now he just can't get to the ball carrier. He can see it. And now he, he can can't read get it. on the field. Yeah, and now it's just Bill Belichick this, man. They need to move on from guys when before it's too late, and they have it. And so now we're looking at a honey badger who we love. He's not even being attacked defensively because teams respect him so much, so his stats look absolutely awful. He is making plays, but I, it's like I don't. It just doesn't feel like there's enough there anymore. Like no one else is stepping up, and we just keep seeing mistake after mistake, and it just falls on the defense because teams are scoring so easily on them. So why are you hopping on social media, getting so upset about it? Just mm-hmm. be better. I don't feel like it's that. Like, it's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> right. Just be better. It's not that hard. Uh-huh. It's the NFL. I get it. I think it, there are like, a lot shit. of business decisions that are made on that defense, especially. Not so much on the offense, but yeah. especially on the defense. And maybe they'll fix it. They've played better the last two games, kind of, but it's still not good in yeah. Kansas City. Uh, but not to make it all about Kansas City. That happens on every team it just I feel like it stands out more and then locally it's been such a point of emphasis this week of like here's Tyrone Matthew and you have so many fans that are like the diehard fans that are like oh you shouldn't talk about these guys look at what they've done for us that's great this is a sport though yeah like you I need excellence out of everyone every year I would like to hear from more people though like interactions that they've had with like players on the team that they root for and see what it's like. Because I feel like I really don't see it. I only see from, like, a Tyron Matthew and lately an Anthony Hitchens or a Colin Saunders, and he's usually just, like, his response is, yeah, hey, I'm actually pretty fucking athletic. Like, I'm, uh-huh. I wasn't a fat kid my entire life. I was actually decently athletic. <laughs> I put on weight yeah. to gain strength. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is It is weird. But uh, let's get to something different. In the 17-game season this year, one thing that I've been kind of keeping an eye on and that I thought I thought Derrick Henry was going to be the guy to do this, but records that are about to be broken or could be broken this year. There are three guys that are really kind of right there to actually contend with breaking a record this year. One of them is Tom Brady for passing yards in a season. One is Miles Garrett for sacks in a season. And then Cooper Cup, my guy, uh, he's right there on pace to, to maybe get to Calvin Johnson's record. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we do with these records if we're going to say, do we put an asterisk by it? We've talked about it before in like baseball. Uh, back in the summer of what was 61 when they were breaking these records and stuff, everybody wanted an asterisk because they played more games. I, I knew that we were going to come up with this problem sometime. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect a year one of the 17-game season. And but the I mean, guy to, that possibly does it with passing yards is freaking Tom Brady. Of course. Like, he's at – 2,650 yards, and the current record's 54-77 by Peyton Manning. And it's just like, good God. Yeah. I So, I don't – I you have to count it. Eventually, I, maybe we just look at the old records. I don't even think it will matter, though. 
eventually it's just going to be like baseball. Nobody cared how many games Babe Ruth played in. Yeah. And, and for the fact that it's one game difference, I don't think it matters. I, I mean, one game, you could get hurt and be out for one game, and it didn't matter. Yeah. So with Tom Brady, he's, uh, according to ESPN, they project him to throw for 5,300 yards and 50 touchdowns. So, I mean, he's right there. He's close mm-hmm. uh, to getting it. Miles Garrett right now has 10 and a half sacks. We're about halfway through the season. He could get really close, too. Uh, I think that it's crazy, though. That, I mean, we could see three of these right there. And if Derrick Henry wouldn't have gotten hurt, I oh, think he would have crushed the rushing record 100%. I agree with you. Even yeah. like even if it would have been, like, a, one less game. Like last year, the, 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 mm-hmm. the pace he was on, the way he was playing, dude's just so dominant. It's going to be weird not having him here the rest of the season. I know. And then seeing Adrian Peterson come back. Like, I know that he played not that long ago. It's still going to be weird to see him back in the NFL. And, like, a, the starting running back. Yeah. <laughs> he's not like, going to be coming in every now and then. I think he's going to be, like, the main. Taking the bulk of the carries. Yeah. And they did sign him to the practice squad, but I, it sounds like he's going to be elevated to the active roster pretty soon. I kind of forgot the fact that he played for Detroit last year, yeah. to be honest. But even that, like, he still rushed for 600 yards and seven touchdowns last year. He might do that with the <laughs> Titans this year. I think that offensive line is still pretty good. I think they'll still rely pretty heavily on the offensive line and the running game. But, I mean, he's 36 years old. I don't know what. I did not realize he was that old. He's 36? He's 36 years old. He's been in the league for a very, very long time. At 14,000 career rushing yards. Good God. I also don't remember him being a Cardinal or a Saint. He played four games for the Saints. Uh, six games for the Cardinals. I have no recollection of that. I, I don't either. What win? In 2017. <laughs> who was he with before that? The Vikings. That's who he went to after the Vikings? I guess so, according to Pro Football Reference. I feel like I feel like I remember Arizona, but I do not remember the Saints at all. It was a quick turnaround. He only played in 10 games that year. He's coming off of an injury, I guess. I'm just stat reading. I Because yeah. I seriously don't remember it. But I, I think that he can make a, a little bit of a difference. And, you know, trade deadline day is today. I don't know what trades we'll see. I know we talked a little bit about Deshaun Watson. I still don't think that it will happen. I, I think that maybe this is just people trying to drum up interest in it. I don't know if it's, like, through beat reporters, if national guys just need – Something to talk about. I don't. I think it's a non-story. I yeah, don't. It'll think that very he can much get be our luck that he has traded the moment we stop recording this yeah. podcast. And if that does happen, talk to you all tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the trade deadline is three o'clock Central Time today. We did already see one trade today. Uh, one of the guys that I follow, uh, a big Chiefs fan, tweeted earlier this morning. Like in Andy Reid's history, they've never made any deadline deals. Probably don't expect one. Today, and then literally a minute later, Melvin Ingram gets traded <laughs> to the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe we'll see some big shakeups. Uh, uh, Marlon Mack is another guy who I think is a big name that people are kind of looking at. It Maybe he could get moved. I saw somebody earlier today talking about Allen Robinson, how they don't expect him to get traded. I would like to see him traded. I would like to see him traded because I would like to see him with a good quarterback. Not that Justin Fields isn't a good quarterback, but... Like a veteran. The other thing is, it was like, where would he be traded to? Like, where would he be traded to that has a good quarterback that already doesn't have good receivers? And if you're the Bears, just franchise tag him again and keep him. 
Yeah. I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's not going to re-sign. He did it this year. Franchise tag him and keep him. If I were the Bears front office, that is exactly what I would do. I would not let him out. Not with Justin Fields and you trying to bring him along, and now you're going to get rid of the best receiver that you have. That's one of those guys who we're going to look back at 10 years ago, man, like what if he would have been with a decent quarterback? Yeah. Justin Fields might be the best quarterback he's ever been with. In the NFL, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't think that he'll get moved. I don't know. I guess there could be some other names. I haven't really been tracking it that much because I feel like if you're giving up players at the trade deadline, they're probably not very good. It's kind of like free agency. People get super excited about free agency and, oh, this could happen, that could happen. But at the same time, these guys are available because their team didn't want them. Yeah. Uh, the Browns are another team that I'm kind of watching. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has been rumored a lot. Maybe they finally get rid of him. The fact that he played on Sunday and made no noise whatsoever. Uh, I think that if you're Cleveland, you might want to shop him now and get the most that you can for him. I He might just be done in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I even saw you ask the question, I believe it was Sunday, yeah, during the game where you're like, is the biggest need for the Browns wide receiver? Yeah, because even, I mean, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham were both healthy on Sunday. And didn't. But I had a lot of drops, struggled to get open, did nothing. So, I mean, if I'm a team like the Browns, if I'm the Browns, I would find a team like the Packers and say, all right, you want a receiver? You want to do your last run? Come get Odell Beckham, even if it's for like a second-round pick. Bye. See you later. Because, I mean, especially if they're going to take on some of that contract. get away with a third because of the contract? Because I feel like with the Packers, that's going to be a late second. Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe like a late second or an early third. But if you're an early third, you're probably not trading for a receiver right now. Yeah. Unless you're one of those teams. I would like that fit, though. I think it would be interesting. I mean, Devontae Adams on one side, Odell on the other, and Tunyon in the middle. That would be pretty nice. I mean, it might be good for – Odell Beckham, too. Yeah. Go somewhere where he's not going to be such a focal point. And maybe just like a, a reset. You know, I, I feel like that's so good for some of these guys in the NFL. Uh, even like a Tyron Matthew. Like, I don't expect him to be a chief next year. At this point, no. But it's going to suck because with him, I think, if he were to stay in Kansas City, I think he would continue to be uh, a little bit complacent. But if he goes somewhere else, he's going to be pissed he's going to be off. good because he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. And a lot of people are going to look at it and say, man, we should have kept that guy around. But you wouldn't have got the same results out of him if he were to stay around. Yeah. yeah but as some of these guys, they move on. It is going to put a chip on their shoulder, even you know, like a Marlon Mack. I want to see what happens with him and where he lands. I, I don't think it will be the Titans because I don't think they'll trade within the division. Yeah. I don't know that they would give him up to an AFC team. I know the, the Chiefs were in on him a little bit, but I mean, like a team like the 49ers, I know they had That's what I was gonna uh, a running back go off, but I mean, if you can get a good quality athletic running back in there, that might be a scary situation for I, everyone. You think the Rams would be? Maybe. They, <laughs> I mean, they have like no picks left. I know I was talking yesterday about how we're going to see a draft where they have no picks. They have like three next year. That's it. Three? Three picks. I think it's like a five and two sevens. <laughs> I saw a meme where it was like uh, the director of college scouting or like, you know, yeah. the college or the NFL draft for mm-hmm. the Rams just standing in an empty room. It's like Will Smith with that uh, Prince of Bel-Air where he's just standing in a room looking around. three college scouts on your roster, on your staff, it might be too, too many if you're the Rams. <laughs> You start moving some people around, and you just shift to all NFL scouting. We're just scouting other players because they don't use draft picks. Like, 
if they win a Super Bowl, do you think we see other teams start doing the same thing? Where it's like, we'll let some of you other guys do all the drafting, and when you can't afford them, we'll trade the you NFL's for such a copycat league that I think we could even if they don't win the Super Bowl. Just because they're so good yeah. to where I, I maybe there's some other GMs out there that start to say, you know, the draft is really cool. Our fans get excited about it. It's a crapshoot. You have no idea what and you're getting And if you miss, you get ripped for it on everything. And you get fired. Yeah. So, like, why not? Like, I love the draft, but it's so hard to hit on players that maybe you do start looking at it and say, okay, he's good. He's young. They want to trade. Let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's bring in uh, Jalen Ramsey. You know, who I mean, nobody's looking back at that trade and thinking the Jaguars won. Yeah. No. Hey, I, like, no, regardless of the compensation, it could have been three first yeah, round. Yeah, because their second pick that they got of it was a freaking running back who's not playing right now. Yeah. So I, I do think that we could see that uh, where maybe they don't go full in like the Rams have, where they just trade literally all of their picks. But I think more people are up to trading for veterans. And I think we'll see more of that. Maybe not today with the deadline, but maybe going forward. All right, let's shift to a little bit of college football with the College Football Playoff Committee releasing their rankings tonight. But first, let's mention our great friends over at Miners and Monroe. As you've heard us talking about uh, them a lot this week, we're going to be partnering with them on Saturday. We will be at Pittsburgh State University tailgating. We will have free hot dogs, free beverages. We're going to be giving out uh, some other cool stuff that we just have acquired over the year but we will be out there and if you can't join us for that definitely check out our great friends at miners and monroe go to miners and use the code miked up 10 and check out just a lot of cool products that they have it's so much more than men's apparel that they have in there too so check them out like i said miners and use code miked up 10 yep spooky season is over now but that doesn't mean you couldn't get spooked any time from a stranger. So make sure that you have yourself and your family protected. Go to Gunspot.com. No reserved auctions. This is the site for all your gun and ammo needs. Again, that is Gunspot.com. Today is a very exciting day for me. Tuesday, November 2nd. Tonight we get the first glimpse of the college football playoff rankings. And uh, usually it feels like this is pretty uh, much a no-brainer. You'll have a couple little teams where you're like, oh, will they get in, will they not? This year, I, I think it's really up in the air when you look at it. The only team that I'm for sure, for sure, will make the top four is Georgia. Mm-hmm. They will come in at number one. After that, I am very curious to see what the committee does, how they rank some of these teams. Uh, sometimes you can look at the AP poll and say, okay, how do they have it ranked? How's that going to match up? And right now, the top four teams in the AP poll are Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama, and Oklahoma. Three of those teams are undefeated. The other is Alabama. I do think that tonight we see Alabama come in ranked number two. And one of the main things with the committee and what we wanted out of the college football playoff was we want the four best teams, not the four best resumes, not the four undefeated teams. We wanted the four best teams. I do think Alabama is one of the four best teams in the nation. I do still think they might be the second best team. I'm willing to put Georgia at one. But even though Alabama lost a game that they shouldn't have lost, if I'm Cincinnati, I want no part of Alabama. You know, if I'm Michigan State, I don't want to play them. I want them out, and I think that goes to show that they're probably the second-best team in the nation. I mean, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati's not even a top-four team. Yeah, and I, I think that's something to watch for, too. Uh, we've never seen a group of five school in the college football rankings. 
not many of them have been as good as Cincinnati is this year. And I do think they deserve a spot in there. I don't know if it's going to be number two. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it's four or maybe they're uh, what they called, you know, the first two out, which is be ranked number five or six. Yeah. Cincinnati's been very good. They get a win at Notre Dame on the road. Other than that, that's been about their only quality win, though. And I do think the committee's going to hold that against them. And the last couple of weeks, they haven't looked good. Close wins over who was, I think it was Tulane and Navy. Mm-hmm. If you're Cincinnati, you have to put your foot on the throat of your opponents, and you got to start blowing some people out. I mean, Tulane last was this past Saturday, and they played a little too close. Yeah, I, like I think it, they were down. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, at one point, it looked like it might be an upset. And so, right. if you are the college football committee, you're looking at this and going, like, we're not going to have a team that almost lost to Tulane up here. We're yeah. going to put in a team that lost to Oregon early in the season, has now figured things out, and looks unstoppable. Yeah. With a freshman running back, he was just – very, very impressive. Studs at receiver. Defense has gotten a little bit better as the year's gone on as well. And C.J. Stroud is a Heisman candidate. What's scary for Ohio State, they might be better next year. They're going to lose a lot of guys this year. They might be better next year. C.J. Stroud is going to come back. Henderson's going to come back. They're going to lose probably two receivers. Olave and... And Wilson. Wilson, yeah. But even like with Wilson, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes with the Olave route and just comes back for his senior year. Really? It's ha- it happened last year, so I, I would not be surprised if he does if he comes back and wants that national championship. But I, I do. I'm right there with you. I think Ohio State is very good. They lost to a good team early. And in the AP poll, Ohio State is ahead of Oregon, even though Oregon beat Ohio State, which, honestly, I like. It because it, these are two totally different teams now. Just because you beat a team on one Saturday doesn't mean you're the better team than them yeah. always. Like, uh, guess what? Texas A&M not ranked higher than Alabama. I mean, look at the look at the movie Little Giants. All right, hey, nine out of ten yeah. times they're gonna beat us. <laughs> Just that one time. That's all we need is that one time. I do not remember that line. Oh yeah, great movie though. It is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, but with the college football playoff, I don't know. And the, how about the other team, undefeated Oklahoma? I think the they will be in the top four. I don't know where they'll come in at. Probably number three, number four. But I I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them in there. I, I think they probably also deserve a spot. I think they might be a safer bet than even like an Oklahoma or sorry, Alabama to make it in just because they are undefeated. They do look so much better with Caleb Williams. Yeah. But if we're going to hate on Cincinnati for almost losing to Tulane, Oklahoma almost lost to KU. Tulane is better at football than KU. Yeah. And, and if it wasn't for close. like a <clears throat> an illegal type of play that we're still all in question about, they probably do lose that football game yeah. with Caleb Williams as the starter. Mm-hmm. And then the number five ranked team in the AP, Michigan State, coming off probably their best win of the year. I still struggle to put them up there. And I, I did another radio hit this morning, and I was kind of talking about it. Even when I was watching Michigan State and Michigan play, it was a great game, but I don't know that it was two great teams. Yeah, I know they're undefeated. But I don't know if you're great teams. I mean, we'll see when they play Ohio State. Is it this weekend that they play Ohio State? Um, Michigan I'm not State. Sure when they play Ohio I know State. Michigan, they have them left. I know, I know Michigan and Ohio State play at the end of November. Uh, so Michigan State plays Ohio State uh, November 20th. So three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then Michigan, Ohio State is the following weekend, November 27th. So Ohio, Ohio State has a tough road ahead, too. But that's where I get back to. Like, if they do run the table, and I think they will. You got to have them in. Yeah. Especially with those two big quality wins where you're going to get 
a win over Michigan State, a win over Michigan. Those are going to be top-ranked teams probably. That's going to carry a lot of weight. You're probably going to win the Big Ten. So even if Ohio State comes in tonight and they're like ranked number five, I wouldn't be too upset if I'm, you know, an Ohio State fan. Yeah. Because you will. You'll still get your matchup to fight against Michigan State. And if you win that, you're in. Same with Alabama. Alabama and Georgia are going to play in the SEC championship game. Georgia's already claimed a spot. They'll be in it. I think Alabama will do the same. Yeah. And then I think both those teams probably still find their way in the college football playoff. Like a a one-loss Georgia team, like, oh, they lost to Alabama in the SEC championship. Congratulations, you're going to be ranked like number three. I was going to say, I mean, there's if Alabama loses, you can't put them in. You can't put a two-loss yeah. Alabama. Or there maybe there's a fuck it. <laughs> we know Alabama's good. <laughs> yeah. <in. laughs> yeah, like if they barely lose to Georgia, they'll probably still yeah. find a way in. So we've talked about every team here in the top ten except for two, and that's Notre Dame and a surprising Wake Forest this year. Yeah. What are your thoughts on their possibility of continuing this level of play and making it to the playoff? I mean, Notre Dame, we've seen do it. But, I mean, with everyone that you got in front of them, is there any way the guys, the teams in the Big Ten, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Michigan, just kind of do what the Pac-12 does and self-cannibalize themselves and go, well, now none of us are in it? I I definitely think they could. (laughs) It would suck for the Big Ten, but we do see it all the time. And then, you know, a school like Oregon could drop another game. And it would set up nicely for a school like Notre Dame to swoop in and take that spot. But I don't think that it will happen. But – it's Notre Dame. They, they've found their way in the college football playoff through some weird avenues before. And then, like you said, the number 10 team that we haven't really talked about yet is Wake Forest. The fact that they're undefeated in the ACC. Yeah. And they're still ranked number 10. Like, they're behind a couple Big Ten schools. They're behind Oregon. They're behind Notre Dame. It, it's kind of crazy. I mean, if Clemson were undefeated, there's no way in hell we'd be talking about them as number 10 ranked team. Yeah. But I do still feel like the ACC, it's so down. This year. And with Wake Forest, they're undefeated. They're 8-0. But I still feel like they have the best, like, some good competition left in the ACC. They have to play North Carolina at North Carolina this weekend. Like, that could just ruin all their hopes and dreams. North Carolina could win that game. <laughs> the next week, they play North Carolina State. North Carolina State could do it, too. And yeah. then... They had a big win a couple weeks ago, didn't they? North Carolina State? Uh, they beat Clemson. That's right, yes. And then Wake Forest will face Clemson, who is unranked, but, like, could still win that game. So it is crazy. And if Wake Forest does run the table and they win the ACC, it's going to be pretty hard to put in another Big Ten school or another SEC school when you have an undefeated ACC champ. But it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if it happens. What about these next two teams out of the Big 12, Oklahoma State and Baylor, both nah. at 7-1? and one. No chance. I, I think that if one of these teams gets in, uh, so even like Oklahoma State, you're going to have to beat Oklahoma twice to get in. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> and uh, Baylor, I, they would have to – they're going to run into Oklahoma eventually, probably in the Big 12 championship. I just can't see either one of them beating Oklahoma. And even if they do, like a one-loss Big 10 team is going to get in. Over, over a Big 12 school? Yeah, I think so. It, over one of them. Yeah. Now, if Oklahoma, like, drops a game to Oklahoma State – but then goes on to beat them again in the Big 12 championship, I think Oklahoma still makes it in. They just carry too much weight. But schools like Oklahoma State and Baylor, sorry, you already lost the game. You're probably out. And I don't think – I don't take any of those other teams down there below 10 seriously. 
have a chance. Yeah. No. And, you know, nobody's talking Not about number me. 16. UTSA, <laughs> who's undefeated. Hey, put some respect on their name, man. Yeah. Eight no at a conference USA. That's great for them. Yeah, happy. Congratulations, your coach got an extension off of it. You should be really happy if you win that conference because that is all you're doing. Like <laughs> you might get a cool bowl game to go to. That's fantastic. There's no chance yeah. in hell they're getting You'll anywhere near. You'll get to play Wake Forest and get absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> smacked, <laughs> right? But I, I am. I'm so excited about the college football playoff, and I. I can almost guarantee somebody's going to be pissed off. It's probably going to be Cincinnati fans, or it's going to be every other fan base besides Alabama because Alabama's going to be in there. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, when you look at Cincinnati and if you're that fan base, I mean, how do you respond to that? Like, if you're Cincinnati, what more do you have to do? Because you're playing the teams on your schedule. Mm -hmm. You are winning football games. You're undefeated. Yeah, some of them are a little close, but I mean they were for Oklahoma. Yep. You know, they I mean Oak, uh, Alabama has a loss, Michigan State, Ohio State has a loss. Like those are the other teams I think that could possibly get in over them. But if you're Cincinnati, it's like I mean what more do we have to prove or do? This is back-to-back years of us being pretty damn dominant. Right? Yeah, I would be upset uh, if Cincinnati isn't in the top 4. I don't think they'll stay at number 2 like they are in the uh, a lot of the other polls, the AP, yeah. But I, I think they'll probably make it in the top four. I, I think the committee will look at them this year. If I had to, like, make a bet, I bet it goes Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, Cincinnati. That's probably what I would say, too. And then teams like Michigan State and Ohio State will be 5-6. Like I they think are they'll the put AP. Ohio State over Michigan State. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, and honestly, if we're, we're taking out the record, and I know that has to carry some weight, but – I think Ohio State's better than Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, they're probably looking at it as like, well, Ohio State's going to be Michigan State and Michigan mm-hmm. and everyone else they play. So, Yeah, and I, I mean, the Big Ten is just kind of going to figure itself out these next couple of weeks with Ohio State playing both Michigan and Michigan State. And if they win, they're in. I'll be honest. This might piss off our buddy Nelson, who's an Ohio State fan. I hope Michigan wins this year. Dude, you've been, like, uh, dancing around that all year. Yeah, I have been. I... I can't root for Michigan in that game. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about Ohio State, but I've always just been, like, irritated with them. Really? Like, even in the early 2000s when they won, I think it's because I had a buddy who was an Ohio State fan, and I was just like, dude, you were rooting for Mizzou three weeks ago, and now (laughs) all you're wearing is Ohio State stuff. How old were you, though? I had to be in, like, second or third grade. Oh, you were super young. Yeah, but I I was irritated with bandwagoner fans. Uh Uh-huh. Like, not about to do this. Yeah, who would join a bandwagon? Jump on and just hold on for dear life. Well, I mean, especially when you were chewing for Mizzou, cheer, chewing, cheering for Mizzou three weeks ago. <laughs> That's tough. Wearing one. all their clothes and stuff. Maybe he was a big um, Zeke Elliott fan. He was like, oh, this guy's going to Mizzou. He's going to Mizzou. Psych. He's at Ohio when State. When I was in third grade? Uh, probably not that yeah. long ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a fortune teller, though. Yeah. Could be. I wouldn't be surprised, actually. This dude is pretty. With Michigan and Ohio State, I've I've always rooted for Ohio State, though. There was the Charles Woodson year. I loved Charles Woodson. Mm-hmm. I rooted for Michigan that year. But other than that, you're very I much love a, that they're getting their asses kicked every year. Aside from Texas, you're very much a root for the player. Very much so. Like I'm surprised you're not a bigger NBA fan. Yeah. Yeah. But I used to be a big Spurs fan, which is crazy because I was a huge Spurs fan growing up. Because mm-hmm. I loved David Robinson. Exactly. Then he retired, and then it's like, all right, I'm cool here. I'll stick around. You got Tim Duncan. Then those guys retired. If Kawhi Leonard were still a member of the Spurs, I'd still be a diehard Spurs fan. 
but he's not. I I thought he was the next. Yeah, one. and he would have been. Hey, they got a a kid right now, Murray. I, I love him, Deontay Murray. Yep, <sighs> dude's tearing it up. I've been waiting for like the last three years to see him like blow up into a superstar. He's so good defensively. Mm-hmm. He's like six foot four, can play the point. I I hope that he's the next guy. I I honestly I think in the next three years he's gonna be into that superstar that you're hoping for. I I do. I hope so. I also hope that Ben Simmons stays clear away from him. Please do not send Ben Simmons to the Spurs. We haven't even been talking about that, but there's been nothing to talk about. Because he's just, yeah. He's not even playing right now. No, he's taking a little leave of little Kyrie Irving hiatus uh, from the NBA. All right, everybody. We better celebrate your birthdays now. Uh-huh. Uh, ain't missing any more time next month or next year. Let's get to the random segment of the day where we just kind of cover some of the weird ins and outs. But first, sponsors of the show. Club 609, the best bar in the world. If you've been anywhere near one of our events in Joplin Mo, you've definitely been to Club 609. I know we have a lot of people come in for our golf tournament that we have every year, so I'm sure that we'll do that again this spring. And we're always sure to take people to Club 609. I know you've had some buddies in town. I've had some buddies in town. A lot of them go, and they're like, we have to go to 609. That's the spot to check out. Mm -hmm. Even though we oversell it. Every single time, it always lives up to expectation. It's like we undersell it somehow by trying to oversell it. Yeah. It's like people don't believe how great of a place that it is. And then they get there, and they're like, oh, my gosh, it really is amazing. These two-for-one drinks have just got me feeling great. <laughs> right? Like they sure have. Uh-huh. Now let's get an appetizer because you're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's hit you with some of those Chad nachos. Yep. Uh, be careful with the jalapenos. They hey, are hot. They don't. I don't know where Six and Nine gets their jalapenos, but it's from the hottest jalapeno farm in freaking America. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, even the last time I was in there and I got the nachos, forgot to say no jalapenos. So it's like it's fine. I'll just take them off. I could still taste the heat from them just being near the nachos. <laughs> I could smell a jalapeno from Six and Nine right now, and it would probably clear up all my sinus issues. Maybe we should go do that after this. Maybe and just take a little especially quick, with that. Two I can't eat it. Happy hour. I can't eat them. They're too hot for me. Um, I can't deal with it. Uh, how old were you when you first tried a jalapeno? I don't remember. I don't like spice, though. I really don't either. But the only reason I ask is because my parents used to buy, like, a jar of jalapenos mm-hmm. and then eat them with Doritos. Like, that's how they, that used to be, like, their movie snack. What, did they hate themselves? Boy, you would think. That sounds terrible. They, I think they did I because they're now I also suffer from frequent heartburn. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, even thinking about that pairing... It would be terrible. I mean, yeah, they just get a fork. They have like a, the skinny jar of jalapenos, and you'd pick one out. You take a Dorito out of the bag, put it on it, and just take a bite. And so, like us kids were interested. It was like we want one. They're like, no, you don't. No, you don't. I was like, yes, I freaking do. Y'all keep eating them. Plus, I like Doritos. Yeah, My mouth. <laughs> you had me at Doritos. Immediately on fire. You lost me at jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just chugging milk. Yes, that's that's a go-to of mine. Yep, as well. And I've not had milk in a long time. I might just get myself a glass of chocolate milk right after this. Get myself a glass of chalky milk. <laughs> you say it like it's a delicacy. That you're like, man, I wish I could have some milk. <laughs> yeah. Sometime. One of these days, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i be on that level to get milk yeah. again. I'll have milk. Isn't it weird that we even drink milk? I think about that. I don't know why people think it's freaking weird. The only mammals that drink another mammal's milk. We didn't really have a lot of options Us. way back when. Plus, you got these cows full of it. You just going to let that just, shit leak out? But I also always think about the origin of food. Like, who's oh, the first person that, like, saw a chicken shit out an egg and was like, 
I'm gonna eat that. I'm gonna crack it open. Yeah, let's see what's inside there. Oh, this is weird. It's what happens just if I heat it gooey up? Gooey yellow stuff. <laughs> yeah. What happens if I cook it this way? Yo, grab me that stick. Just scramble the but, shit up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then ate it. Like, oh, this is actually kind of fluffy <laughs> yeah. and nice. Uh, but with milk, you gotta need that salt. Like to see other animals be like sucking off the teat of a cow and be like. I'm gonna try some of that. Which weirdo was the first you one? You know, let me scrape that weird cow. stuff off the top. But now I'm gonna drink this. It's it's really it's fucked up. I bet that's what they said. Hey, just get through the hard, crusty stuff. Everything's well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot better right underneath. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You Still know what I also drinker. think about when we watch these movies from like the apocalypse? Is like one of those movies that I really think about. You know that movie? I don't. If I remember so. correctly, it's the dude who like literally outruns a panther. In like a rainforest, it's a, it's a very like good movie, but it's like way back to like the Mayan days. I, if I'm if I remember correctly, I hope I have the correct movie title with it. But it just kind of gives you like a real view. It's like the most realistic movie I've seen of how things were back then and like how things were ran. Is this an old movie? Like uh, yeah, I was probably in middle school when I I think it was like 2006, 2010 is probably when it came out. But decent movie. <laughs> but I always think back like even further than like how things really were. It was like, you know what? People didn't have, like, they weren't shaving. They weren't taking care of the eyebrows. They didn't have braces. And it's just, you really think about it. And, like, the women back then, they didn't have the freaking eyebrows plucked. Their teeth looked nice. Makeup done. They come walking out of a tent and be like, that dude looks a lot better than her. Or you couldn't even tell. Everyone's just this big, hairy, nasty, ugly-looking mess. I've got to watch this movie because I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. They actually, they're cleaned up in that, but like, that's what I think about. Like, talking about like cavemen? cavemen? Yeah. But like, even before that, like, women didn't start wearing perfume or anything like that till like the early 1900s. Whoa. I know. So it's just looking back, y'all, we nasty. <laughs> All of us. Our, now we're just like, we're so freaking eh, fake. <laughs> there's still a lot of nasty people out yeah. there. Yeah. A lot of us. Yeah. Anyway, Downtown Lube, also a great sponsor. Yeah, let's go there. Downtown Lube right <laughs> here on Main Street in First and Joplin, Missouri. They specialize in You know in who's type. not nasty? Yeah. Mark Edder. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a great guy. Mark Edder and the guys pride themselves on getting you in and out on the same business day. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Again, that is downtownlube.com. For the last segment of the show, I just know it's going to be weird. Yeah, I so, really went on a... a a different tangent there, but I do. You agree did. We went from milk to people. I always do think about the origin of food too. It's just weird. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, if you knew how hot dogs were made, you wouldn't eat them." But yeah, I I heard the yeah. story. I've seen it. Um, a big one for me used to be the chicken nuggets at McDonald's, though. That's still something that I can't get around to. The chicken nuggets. Yeah, they used to come in a pink paste. Used to, used to. A while back, they've since then fixed it. It might be real chicken now. But it used to be like this pink paste, and it wasn't real chicken, and that's what they were serving to people. And it's like, I'm not eating that anymore. So still to this day, even though I, I'm i not a McDonald's hater, I like the place, I will not eat their chicken. What? I know I that you're a this. big McChicken guy. Not anymore. You freaking got me off that game. Man, I've would... been eating McChicken since I was like fucking eight when they became a thing. And my mom's like, hey, you want to try this McChicken? I said, hell yeah. I've been I, doing that since I was little. So don't look I've up anything. I've also been eating at McDonald's for way too damn long. Don't look up anything about the pink paste. And uh, <laughs> I did a quick little Google search. Are they still using it? McDonald's pink slime is one that comes up. Uh, um, 
it was it was pretty gross. I wouldn't recommend. How it. long ago was this? 2014. Bro, that's not good at all. <laughs> I was smashed at 20 piece chicken nuggets with my sister in 2013 and 12. We both worked at Subway. We'd be like, hey, we got a lunch break. I'm not eating maybe, a damn sandwich. Maybe this video came out in 2014. Maybe. That would be a solid But regardless, I, you were eating it before that. No one remembers their first McDonald's experience because it happened when you were like two or three. So you've, yeah. you've definitely had the pink paste chicken. Damn. I'm <laughs> just going to have did. to monitor you for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pink paste kid. Uh, there's a lot of us out there then. So country's pink paste. Thankfully, I don't think that I'm one of those guys. Whatever. I don't. My dad doesn't like chicken. He was raised on a farm, so we didn't eat a lot of chicken growing up. So any time I've he was ever raised on a farm, didn't eat chicken. He's seen the way the chicken was made, and was like, "I'm not eating that." Oh, actually, props to him. Actually. Yep. So he is one of those. So guys. he washed like, the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've had to he kill watched him. His I've mom had go. to pluck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he said no thanks to that. So I I don't know that I've ever actually had chicken from McDonald's. I've tried a McNugget, but I've never like ordered one. <laughs> tried a McNugget. Uh huh. You've never ordered a McNugget. I've never and been then like dipped hey, it in the sweet and piece. sour and barbecue. Never. <sighs> Missing out, dog. Big Nugget guy though. I'll go to Wendy's and smash the nuggets. I feel there. like that's worse. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Wendy's is one of those places. Like one day something's gonna come out and it's gonna be like. I had a gut feeling this whole time. Uh-huh. You Especially, tell me that's a hundred percent beef uh, at every some time. Some of the locations, My ass here, yeah. Joplin Mo, little sketchy. I've been there. They can't even pour their freaking driveways right. Why do I got a ramp to get in that bitch? Really? I went to Wendy's last week to okay, get some chili. Okay, I know one you're talking. Yeah, now yeah. I'm with you. And like, I go to uh-huh. just take my car up, and it's like boom, boom, <laughs> knock my <laughs> yeah, headphones off. Headphones yeah. on that one. Uh, how about some other weird stuff around the world of sports, though? This one happened last night, and I saw this starting to, like, trend and, and, like, a story about it, how there was a football coach whose girlfriend is a stripper. That's not an uncommon story. That happens all the time in sports. But the stripper (laughs) has a pet monkey. Who's a part of her routine. I was going to say, now I feel like we're getting to be a little bit unique. And this monkey allegedly attacked some trick-or-treaters on Halloween. I'm laughing at it. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. What university is it? Mm -hmm. It's the University of Texas. Ding, ding, ding. The special teams coordinator is dating a girl who goes by the name Pole Assassin. (laughs) Good name, by the way. And This pole don't stand a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Allegedly, again... I, I think there's a little <laughs> bit of debate going on on what actually happened. She hosted a Halloween party. And there's like screenshots from like probably like a Facebook group or something that says, hey, we're setting up like a haunted house slash maze in the backyard. Kids are welcome to come by. Adults are welcome to come by. These are the times. The monkey is supposed to be like in a cage in the back that says like do not enter, don't pet it, whatever. But two kids snuck in the back. And went to pet the monkey, I guess. And one of them was attacked. It's just ridiculous. I saw that the monkey's jaws had to be unclenched. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I saw that, too. But Time I, to put the monkey down. Yeah. Like, see ya. I also saw, like, different reports, though. And I don't even... I have no idea who to, blame, or to believe in this one. That The only way the monkey could have actually attacked him is if you put your hand in there. Mm-hmm. And that the... the 
monkey's jaws didn't have to actually be pried open. And it was just like a minor attack. I didn't realize monkey's jaws just like locked in place. What I will say is, fuck monkeys. Because (laughs) you should not have those things as pets. I just, I don't understand. Here's my question. What costume was the kid wearing? Oh, a lot, a lot of people should be asking that one. I mean, really, the, does this monkey feel threatened that it's in a cage dealing with? Maybe the monkey doesn't like to be scared. Mm-hmm. I know I don't like being scared. So if you stick a hand in my private, <laughs> what if it was self defense? Yeah, maybe. What if these kids try? Maybe to we're pointing the finger monkeys. at the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Maybe the monkey's the hero. Maybe it was like, yo, pole assassin. Uh-huh. Someone's trying to intrude. What if? Hear me out. What if these little fuckers walking by throw horns down? And the monkey's like, we don't do that here. I'm in attack mode now. That's a solid point. Where's Might be warranted. <laughs> I also want to know where the owner was. And what kind of parents like, yo, pole assassins having a Halloween party. <laughs> Let's take the kids. Right? <laughs> it's just like, such babe, a weird. Can you just imagine being husband like, babe, pole assassins having a grand old party. You know what, though? Kids are welcome. I'd be that guy. <laughs> you would. I'm like, you know what? I it's am a special teams coordinator for the Longhorns. Come on. Yeah. If gotta she's going to perform, questions. I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to the ATM? Did you get ones out? I don't know. It's an aerial dance performer. <laughs> what are you talking about? What's your nickname? Pole Assassin? Exactly. Fine. So that's a story that I'll definitely be monitoring. <laughs> and of course, it's the Texas Longhorns. I, I can't believe that it was the university that I cheer for. Yeah. I honest to God, I, I saw some like Texas A&M, like, Twitter accounts, yeah, starting to poke fun at it, and I was like, "All right, who is it? What's happening here?" And then it's text. son of a bitch. It's so just ridiculous, <laughs> and I, I don't think we've heard the last of that story. No, I can't wait. There's going to be a documentary on it, and I also think we need to get the lowdown on like, is are they using her in recruiting? <laughs> as it's like, hey, by the way, <laughs> pole assassin, come, come over visit. for dinner. Pole assassin's got some friends. My wife happens to have some of her coworkers coming over for dinner <laughs> as well. <laughs> what does Arch Manning think about pole assassin? That's the real question. If he's or on monkey. board, if, what if he's scared of monkeys? We just <laughs> lost her. We just ruined our chance right there. I say ours is a yes. We the University of Texas. Yeah. The monkey does a, the monkey needs a name. I need to know the name of the monkey. P A J. Page, Paul Assassin Jr. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Especially if he's part of the routine. He's it's probably got a name like name. Chip. Yeah, you think? I don't know. What else would you name a monkey? If you had a pet monkey, what would you name it? Lloyd. <laughs> that was way too quick of an answer. <laughs> it's like you had that. Why Lloyd? I would never own a monkey, though. I would not. No, I see Because that. there are too many stories, and maybe they're even urban legends about like monkeys attacking people especially like chimpanzees i follow this account on instagram called like nature is metal and it showed a clip of a monkey sitting there playing with this guy and then jumps up bites his head and rips off some of his scalp Mm -hmm. like that fast i was like they're not so cute anymore get a dog like why are we hey what's a monkey doing at a strip club working (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if you're like, are you throwing ones to a monkey? If you are, you really need to so, reevaluate yourself and your morals in life, because that's messed up. Shots fired. Uh, if you're throwing ones at a monkey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the monkey's coming around and taking the tips and like bringing it back. So that actually might be kind of cool. I have no idea. I've never seen an animal. <laughs> He's sitting there just a wave of one, <laughs> <laughs> pointing at people. Yeah, come on. I know you saw it. You're looking. Yeah. It's time to ante up, or I'm going to attack you. Jumps on her. Maybe we need more animals involved with strip clubs. 
Not really. I don't mean that. No. No. I've never seen it. it. Maybe it's just interesting to see one time, and it's just like, that. Nah, it's about what I expected. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. That's I lost three ones. Mm-hmm. That was worth. That was worth three dollars. Yeah, there you go, monkey. <laughs> ha, have a banana. I'm going back home now, or, or whatever you want. It, other party news. I, it kind of got reported yesterday that Von Miller was maybe not happy with some of his teammates because they didn't help pay for a six-figure Halloween party that he hosts every year, uh, and that he came through wanted his teammates to kind of help out with the cost, and that they did not. And that this was one of the things, this was like a, a final straw in him getting moved. I, I don't know whether or not to believe it, but the report is out there. I can't imagine that Von Miller was finally like, this is the breaking point of, well, these guys won't even help me pay for this Halloween party. Okay, bub, you Trick got a $500,000 workout bonus to start the year. <laughs> $4.125 million prorated bonus, and mm-hmm. you're getting a base salary of $17.5 million. Kindly fuck off. And if you're throwing a party for six, like that, two hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Like, why are you paying that much money to throw a party? I and I don't know. Since my college days, I had never like thrown a party and been like, "Hey, by the way, it's my daughter's birthday. I'm gonna need you to help some cover some of the costs here. You charge an admission, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, if, if that's the case, maybe you do it. But if, if you're hosting a party, you pay for the party. Man. I want so I know you mentioned like maybe jokingly like the last straw. Like, it was this one is just like man these teammates suck. Yeah, they're not winning football games. This isn't the right attitude. It may, you know maybe a lot of the old teammates that used to help pay for the party are gone now. So I mean is he going to a guy like Kendall Fuller or like Patrick Sertan and be like hey by the way, I'm gonna need about fifty thousand dollars to help cover <laughs> this Halloween party that you're probably not going to anyway. So just take your workout bonus and shove it. Yeah, it is. It's such a weird thing. I. I think maybe this was something that maybe it happened, but I don't know that this is like a last straw. Now I need traded thing. Yeah. And he did seem pretty upset about leaving Denver. Yeah, he had like a nine-minute video thanking everybody, so I don't want to lean too far into that. But I do I do wonder how upset he truly was or if it was more of like, a, yeah, I actually expected some of my teammates to help pay for this. They did not. Yeah. It's fine, but like at least ask. <laughs> <laughs> right? One of one of those situations. Uh, I put it in the Evite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, any, you know, donations. We are taking donations. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I even had an uh, attachment with my Venmo and my PayPal right there. You guys and just completely overlooked. Did you even look at the email? I guess we're a cash app locker room now. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't put that one on there. But Have we moved weird. on past the days of email? It was like, you didn't text it to us. Yeah, we're not maybe. looking at this. I don't know. Possibly so. Uh, the Manning cast last night, though. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it either. Mm-mm. And I, I know we've talked to other buddies before about it. It is kind of weird when it is your team. I, I do like the Manning telecast. I think it's been very good. I tried to start watching it last night when they had Jon Stewart on. But it was like, okay, I don't want to hear about Jon Stewart wrestling in the WWE right now. I want to know what's going to happen on third down. Yeah. So it was kind of a different perspective for me watching it when my my team was playing in it yeah to where i, I didn't did quickly switch over to the other one i didn't watch it at all because i didn't want to deal with the distraction or not missing moments of the game listening to what they were talking mm-hmm. about because like they do have the guests and it's great but it's also just a distraction from the actual game because some of these monday night games have not been very interesting this year yeah and sadly last night's game was close there was a part of me that wanted to go to bed in the third quarter, but I did not want to wake up today and go, they freaking lost and not know what yeah. happened. So. I'm sure some of our listeners can tell I'm suffering from a bit of a, a little cold. Just a little stuffiness. A little stuffy. 
And I took some cold medicine at about 8.45 last night. It was like, okay, race is on. <laughs> Is the game going to finish first or am I going to fall asleep? I think I fell asleep directly after the game ended. Nice. Like, okay, they won and then just, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so what was that, an hour and a half after you took it then? Yeah. Nice. My body can fight off sleep medication like none other. <laughs> Melatonin doesn't we, stand a man, chance. Man, we bought melatonin just thinking like, hey, we've both been having rough nights of sleep. Let's just try this see what happens. I have to take fucking three of them before I'm like, whew, this is working. Uh-huh. One or two, nothing. I, it's like it gives me energy. My body's like, you want to go to sleep, motherfucker? Yeah. Here's some more TikTok. Yeah. It's like, it might it's also so, be if I put my phone down. You're right. <laughs> With me trying the melatonin stuff, as soon as it got in my body, it's like it activated my body to be like, oh, you you really trying to make me go to sleep right now? <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen. Guess what? You're awake till two now. Maybe I should try three of them. I'm also like scared to take too much and then like sleep through my alarm. <laughs> that is one of my biggest fears in the world. Being late. I can't stand to be late. Yeah. It'll stress me out. It gives me a lot of anxiety. Even this morning, I woke up at 6.15 because I knew I had to do something. I had to be in the office by like seven. Mm-hmm. So I woke up at 6.15, and I thought, oh, shit, was that at 7.20 Central Time or 7.20 Eastern Time? And the brief panic that I had looking through my emails of when I was supposed to do this hit was like, oh, my God. Thank God it is 7.20 Central Time. <laughs> but I, there for a second, I thought I was going to have to do the hit and you know, just the underwear that I sleep in and just talking into my phone without my computer or anything like that. <laughs> just laying <laughs> in bed looking up like, please don't be Yeah, wrong. college football playoff. <sighs> <laughs> that would have been me just sawing logs through that thing but thankfully i i did get to it on time and with the manning telecast i saw this right before we got on and you know i love a good conspiracy theory i yes, love sir. a good sports curse i think we might have a new one the manning curse has been a very real thing and after a player appears on the manning telecast they lose the very next week last night they had josh allen on and uh, from what I saw, it looked like he was pretty interesting. Uh, I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch it at the time. Yeah. But it looked like he had some pretty good quotes. But when you look back at some of the guests that they've had, Travis Kelsey in week one, they lose week two. To the Ravens, yeah. Russell Wilson was also on in week one. He lost in week two. Gronk was on in week two. They lost week three. Matt Stafford was on in week three. They lost week four. And then Brady, Tom Brady was on in week seven, and they lost week eight. This week, you have Josh Allen on, the Bills quarterback. Next week, they face the Jaguars. If they lose to the Jaguars, I am full in on the curse. There's no no player's going to go on the Manicast the rest of the year. <laughs> Not yeah. if this happens. Yeah. You know, we've had other curses before, the Manning curse, the Sports Illustrated one, yeah. uh, all kinds of them in baseball. But this is definitely the newest one. That I'm monitoring. Because if Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills lose to the Jaguars, there's no reason other than a curse. <laughs> that football team is so bad. I feel for any Jaguars fans. I We actually know a couple of them, surprisingly. I mean, everyone's on board with just firing Urban Meyer. One and done. See ya. Mm -hmm. And then maybe he goes back to Florida. Maybe. And then like you try and go about. get Brian Dable. I've had a buddy tell me that this whole year. And that buddy's name is Justin Trees. Last time I... Last time I just referred to him as a buddy, he was like, oh, I'm just a buddy. I was like, yes. I'm just a friend. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Treese is called, you know what? Fine. Fire Urban Meyer. That's what you want. Go get Brian Dable. He's literally the only Jaguars fan I know. 
and he's the biggest Jaguars fan too. I would be on board with it too. And I even saw some clips about Trevor Lawrence, and I it was somebody looking at the All-22, and it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Trevor Lawrence is struggling so much. And in the clip, like he's getting hit as he throws. He has like no time to throw the ball. He's getting hit while he throws. He throws a dart right to the receiver, and the receiver drops it. So it's like, what do you expect this dude to do? So I know that maybe it's been a little bit of a disappointing season, uh, but I think if you're a Jaguars fan and you're really watching the games, maybe you're looking at it as, oh, my God, we have to help Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, because even from the outside looking in, I haven't watched any Jaguars games. It is like, why is he struggling so much? But I also have a rational way of thinking, of knowing that offensive line's trash. Mm-hmm. And it's just like year one. Some players struggle. You know, Peyton Manning even struggled in year one. You don't get very many guys having that success in year one. Even like Justin Herbert last year came in and played very well. I think he's still playing pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. Chargers did have a, a, a pretty ugly loss. And they are one of those teams now that I'm looking at. I'm like, eh, maybe we were a little quick to praise them and, you know, put them as like a super, like a lot of people were talking about Super Bowl contender for them yeah. not too long ago. And now they're just sitting there kind of, they're almost one of those teams where I don't know if they're, I don't know how good they are. I think they're good. They've definitely fallen good. into that like very recently. The so, whole I mean, AFC West. You had a West, bad right? loss against Baltimore. Then you go on a bye, and you come out of the bye and lose to New England. Mm-hmm. And now you play three more teams that we don't really know how good they are, Philadelphia, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh. Yeah, like Those are three other teams where it's just like, we but the really crazy don't thing know. Is, yeah, they, are, they probably are bad teams, though. So I, they'll rattle off some more wins, and then uh, they'll get to the Bengals. I don't know if the Bengals are good. Yeah, not anymore. I mean, the record's shoot, you, good. You lose to the Jets. The okay, so we talked about the Chiefs' schedule and how they have like the toughest schedule ahead in in football. The Chargers might have the easiest one. I'm just going to read off who they are going to play. They have the Eagles, oh Vikings, and Steelers. Those teams might actually be bad. Then they get the Broncos, Bengals, and Giants. Those three teams might be bad. And then they finish out the year, the Chiefs, Texans, Broncos, Raiders. Those teams might actually be bad. And they could go completely undefeated through there, or they could lose. <laughs> I'm going to say I, Minnesota probably has a chance, Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Vegas. So they could be dealing with possibly four more losses where they go completely undefeated right through there yeah. this last stretch. And that puts them ahead in the AFC West in a pretty good spot for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if they finish the season – what would it be? Fourteen and three. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pretty good record. That's probably going to be good enough to have you as a one seed in the AFC. Um, it should, yeah. I mean, I, other teams are going to you head. know take losses as well. But I mean, gosh, that's an easy schedule. So maybe we were a little bit. I mean, Buffalo is going to be up there. I haven't looked at their schedule. Tennessee is ahead in the AFC South, but I mean, without Derrick Henry, who knows what's going to happen there. In the AFC North, I do feel like those teams uh, still kind of beat up on each other a little bit to where we're going to see some teams uh, drop and, and raise. Who knows what happens with the Browns? Uh, I saw I was watching ESPN earlier, and they were talking about how disappointing this season is for them. I, I kind of agree. I yeah. thought this would be a year that they were good, kind of like last year, where I thought they would be pretty special, and they just they haven't been for a lot of different reasons. Injury, yeah, probably a little bit, but still. Now, a lot of season left, though, to try to figure out who's good and who is not. But with the Chargers sitting there at 4-3, and three, but they could run the table. 
yeah yeah uh, for the rest of the year and then i mean i think as they win and things get going they could be a team also that just kind of figures it out as they continue to win these games over easy opponents yeah it's happened before and it'll happen again uh, we also have the world series tonight really hoping that the braves finish this thing out however a game seven in sports is one of the best things that can ever happen i just really don't want to see the astros win I don't either, especially in seven when the Atlanta was up to 3-1. And yeah. it was just like, come on. Speaking of curses, though, there is like the Georgia sports curse. I mean, the Falcons blowing the 28-3 uh, yeah. lead. Uh, Georgia football blowing a lead at Alabama. There have been a lot of them. So maybe the Braves can finally be kill brave this enough curse. to end it. Maybe so, but I'll be watching that one definitely tonight. But that's it for us today. Don't forget about our great sponsor at the end of the show, Roper Kia. Check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will find it for you. And if you mention us at Miked Up, they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. But that's it for Big Country and I. We will be back tomorrow breaking down the college football playoff, hopefully a World Series win, and much more right here on Miked Up. <laughs>